you're listening to The Private Citizen. Defending your right to have something to hide, this is episode 71 for Thursday, the 27th of May, 2021. Zero trust my ass. Hello everybody, welcome to The Private Citizen. My name is Fab, I'm your host, I'm coming to you live from the uh, returning from lockdown uh, city of Düsseldorf in Germany. How are you doing? Um, nice to have you on the show. Um, today, tonight, whatever time it is for you, um, we're going to be talking about um, Cloudflare's Zero Trust browser. And as you can probably be tell from the title, it's, I'm going to be a little bit critical about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I realize I'm a day late. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, usually I promise, well, I promise to get a show out one episode a week um, and, you know, give you extra episodes. Should I skip one? Uh, preferably in advance. And But usually I try to do this on Wednesday. I try to establish a schedule that people can depend, depend on. But sometimes, um, you know, things just go awry. I had thought that um, this would have been... Like, you know, last week was very busy for me and I, th I thought this week was going to be better um, and everything was going to return to normal, but it didn't. It, it, it got worse. So, um, yeah, this is, this is where we are. But, you know, I'm here now. I, I already also have a, an extra episode scheduled for you that I've been, ha I've been having on the books to do for like two months now I think I just need to find the time so everybody settle in uh, for this one um, get your favorite beverage or whatever you like to do you know your little po podcast ritual I I don't know I listen to a lot of podcasts I have these rituals for some I go running for others I just sit down in a, in a comfy chair or you know on the sofa um, you know lie down put my feet up uh, drink a whiskey but uh, today I'm, I'm drinking um, black tea it's already working a lot today, and then I went running, so I'm I'm a bit, you know, I'm I'm trying to stay awake here. Not like that that the topic's boring, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a struggle the last a few weeks. I've also noticed that my hay fever is definitely coming on now. Um, I had like a month. Usually, by 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 this time in the year, I already have it really bad. I already have it like for a month, but I think because it's been so cold. Um, I've been lucky so far, but now now it's coming in with a vengeance, um, and yeah, yeah it it is how it is. I I'll, I'll hope I can I can, you know, if my voice sounds a bit rough, then then you know, don't worry, that's that's where it's coming from. It's not it's not SARS-CoV-2. Um, <laughs> it's probably just hay fever. Um, yeah, it's hay fever. Last year it's gonna be the same. This year, last year was really bad you know sniffling and stuff is already not nice but like everybody uh, treats you like a leper like last year everybody treated me like a leper that that wasn't that wasn't good but you know it is how it is um yeah uh oh um of course i'm re recording this live as usual and um <laughs> ezekiel who's who's listening live uh, on twitch as, as i'm walking in the forest um, I, I mean, I was um, a little behind the scenes. This is like my fourth try starting the show. Like usually, I do it. Like you know, I do do the show in one go anyway. But usually, I can do it like the intro immediately. 
Um, this is like the fourth take for the intro, and uh, Ezekiel is saying um, I'm I'm out walking in the forest and keep thinking it's Apache 4G that I'm that I'm cutting out, but that's just me <laughs> me being bad. <laughs> I mean, you have at least you have 4G in a forest. I'm I'm guessing you're not in Germany um, because we don't have you don't even have 3G in the forest. We've we've got nothing. We've got nothing. It, it's really bad. Um, Right, uh, so um, let's get right into the topic. I think this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one because I'm going to explain what this is and then I'm going to explain why it's bad and you will see it like immediately. Like the only thing they could do to hide this was like change the name or make it like a really PR name. But I mean, every listener to this podcast will realize why this Cloudflare service is really bad, I think almost immediately. Um but uh, let's 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 get into that topic and let's 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 work through it. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna look at Cloudflare's uh, zero trust browsing thing. It's like a, it's like a cloud service. Uh, why am I doing this? Um, some listener. Um, got me onto this and um, sent me a link and said, "Look, check this out. This is this might be interesting." Um, I don't know if they specifically meant for the podcast, but it was like, "Yeah, this is interesting. This is something people will probably run across, and I think we should be looking at this because I, I, you know, I should be talking about this because I looked at this and I was like immediately like seriously, <laughs> this is what they're doing." Um, so Cloudflare, you might know, uh, you generally know them from like as, as an end user, you know them from going to a website and then you get like this shitty page where like, oh, we're not really trusting you. Please fill in this capture or something. Or like, we're not letting you see this website for some reason because we think you're evil. Uh, that's usually how, how you know Cloudflare, especially if you use Tor, you will be very uh, much used to this. Um, Ezekiel, oh, it's, uh, it's Ewan, Ewan Curry. Uh, Yes, uh, he says uh, I'm in the UK, so that explains the uh, 4G in the forests. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's probably where you know Cloudflare from. But they do all all kinds of things, and um, they did this zero trust browsing thing. It's based on like um, some sandbox browsing stuff they did before. They, I mean, they don't only do these. Like you know, people know them um, from being a um, you know that that page that you see is like um, from usually companies put a like Cloudflare box in front of the actual like web server infrastructure load balancing thing. It's like they do like you know the, the service that I mean keeps keeps your website up mostly against DDoS attacks, right? They they they're specializing at you know if somebody attacks your website, um, filtering out. You know the requests that are probably malicious and and stuff like that. And for to that, they also do CDN services. For to that end, they have a huge network uh, all over the world. Um, I, I think they're pretty much connected to every every major network of every big ISP. Um, and um, they they do all this kind of stuff. But they also do like enterprise other things, right? Um, services. And now with you know the pandemic. Um, They've, they also have like, I think it's Cloudflare Teams or something. It's, uh, and, and this is, this is part of it. They had the sandbox browsing stuff before, and this is now something they're offering mostly to, um, to enterprises. Um, 
because you know with 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 everybody who you know last year everybody started working from home and a big problem of course and then you know this is a legitimate problem for companies is uh, when you at the company like it's their computers and they have control over it and you know they can make sure they're up up to date and you know there's no malware on there and then they send people home and they suddenly use their like private computers and especially with Nah, probably mostly the people that are not listening to this podcast. Let's call them normal people. You know, not the nerds and the geeks. You know, our people, the folks we hang out with. Um, you know, that that can be a problem because they have all kinds of shit on their computer. They often click on, like, random lists. You know, if you're a nerd, you know this from, from your parents. Not to generally blame parents, but it often seems to be the case, you know. Um When my, uh, when my parents were still running Windows, I had to go there, like, every few months and clean off the the pcs um now they're running mac it's gone a bit better um i wouldn't say i'm, I'm rid of all the problems <laughs> um, they still manage to get themselves into trouble um sometimes but you know it's that that kind of thing you know normal people have that and that, that's a legitimate problem for companies i can i can understand that and as part of this whole problem they thought well let's let's make let's give um, companies a service that they can, I guess, you know, give to their employees where they can like surf the internet and are really secure. Um, that's, you know, from their private computers at home and they don't, you know, in their day as, as being an employee, they don't, they don't get any malware. And so it protects their computers, but it also protects, you know, the company's information and stuff like that. Um, now this works, uh, the service works like this. So you install a, a software, um, which I guess looks like a browser. Um, I haven't used this. I wouldn't even dream of using this, but you know, you, you install the software and that connects to a Cloudflare server, which is, you know, probably pretty close to you because they have their network, parts of their network and their CDN servers everywhere. And then on your machine, it. It looks like a browser. It looks like you're browsing the internet, like locally, right? Um, but you're not really. Um, in fact, there's a browser running on the Cloudflare in the cloud, in the infrastructure on some of their servers. There's like a server, there's like a browser running there. And it works a bit like a remote desktop, right? So the your mouse movements and your keyboard presses, they're just sent over the, over the network to that browser running in the cloud, and that's actually executing everything. And um, then the pages it loads get, get transferred to your client, but not HTML. They're ba it's basically remote, um, from what I can tell, it's basically remote desktop. They just, you know, send you the screen, right? They just send you screenshots of the screen, um, you know, but like as like if you would do video streaming, it's kind of like, you know, like Stadia works, you know, it, the, the gaming thing. And, um, you know, you have a, you, you, you send your button presses to like Google servers and the game runs there and, you know, everything happens there and then they send you video back. Um, and I think it probably works pretty well. Um, I don't know, you know, with, with gaming, I've never been, I don't like... I've never believed in the Stadia bullshit. I think, uh, at least, I don't know where you are, but at least in Germany, internet connections generally are not 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 that good. Um, and it's it's not like you know with this kind of thing. Just a quick side discussion about the gaming thing, right? With that kind of thing, it's not like yes, generally your internet um, 
connection is good. I'm not saying, you know, most German internet connections would probably be good enough at a given moment, but then there are moments where everybody's doing it, like Friday night, right? And that's when you want to play games. But that's also when everybody on your street is watching Netflix um, and porn and everything else. And that's when it goes to shit. And that's always the moment. So I'm with these services, I'm always not. Like I always mention like that I don't don't think they work very well. And it's not like the general performance always that, you know, basically you have to look at when it's performing wor the worst. Like that's that that should be your baseline because that always tends to happen when you actually want to play games or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's one thing to play a game on Google servers, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, yes. Um, I mean, that's privacy to some extent, but it's just, it's just a game, right? But here, you're actually browsing the web, right? You're browsing the web on another company's computer. Um, I mean, I get why they're doing this. I write a lot about security uh, from a security perspective. This has some upsides, right? Um, the web has problems. I mean, there's there's shit on the web. There's JavaScript. There's all kinds of stuff you can download, and then you click on it, and people do that, and that's how you know that's we know that. Um, okay, a lot of the attacks actually come in via email, but you know these days that's like for many people that's the same because they basically use webmail all day, um, so. This probably would cut down on a lot of attacks because, I mean, everything, um, you know, that pretty much tries to attack you through the browser would then attack the, whatever, the virtual machine that's running on the server. And since your PC only gets, like, you know, screenshots sent, um, yeah, I don't think it protects you from everything because presumably there has to be a way for you to download files, right? Because in your work day, you download files. Um, let's say you use webmail in that thing and somebody sends you a file and then you have to download that and you have to execute that on your computer. Now, that's where most of the attacks come in. So actually, I think, you know, I don't actually, I don't know. I don't, but I, I have, I have a feeling that it wouldn't protect from a lot of the attacks. Um, but I mean, it, it certainly has some security uh, benefits but you know it also has a huge privacy flaw and it just cracks me up that Cloudflare calls this zero trust browsing because I mean there is no zero trust anything in computing I always think it's hilarious um, I listen to security now Steve Gibson I like Steve very much uh, I've listened to that show for almost decades now since the very beginning uh, but it, he has this thing called a trust no one tno and i know what he means by it right it's a it's it's a it's um placative way of saying some something like it's a term it's almost a brand uh, but of course it's not correct uh, there is nothing in computers that is trust no one um I mean, maybe if you're Steve Gibson and you can write your own email client in Assembler, then yes. But like normal people like us, we have to use somebody's software at the very least. And you're already, that's already when you're trusting somebody. You're already trusting that developer. It doesn't matter if that's an open source project and it's tons of developers all over the world or if it's one guy from a company, you're trusting somebody. 
Um, and even if you're Steve Gibson, you're running Windows, you have to trust the guys at Microsoft. If they are out to get you, you're done. <laughs> you know, so you have to trust somebody. Um, there's there's no zero trust. There's no zero trust browsing. You have to trust the browser maker. Um, but it's so that's not the hilarious thing, because this whole thing, how is this like? Normal browsing isn't zero trust browsing. How's this zero? You basically have your trust. This is Cloudflare, Cloudflare trust browsing. You're handing your complete browsing experience to this company. They see everything you do on the web through this thing, right? They can watch everything in real time. Every mouse click, every keystroke, they know everything. If you use this thing, to log into your banking site, they, you know, you're sending these button presses to a browser. I mean, even if the connection, which I, I'm pretty sure, I really hope is, is gonna be, you know, from you to their servers encrypted, at their end, you're running a browser on their machine, right? It's gotta, it's gotta be decrypted and then fed into their software. Your literal button presses. All of your passwords, they get everything. I mean, ha, huh, what? What? <laughs> and I mean, they know this, right? Because you look on their websites and the word privacy is not, not mentioned once. Like all the websites to talk about this, including the ones I linked, is like a PDF, doesn't mention privacy. The only, the only, if you search for privacy on that website, right, the only thing you find is like the link in the bottom to their privacy policy, which they have to be, it has to be there, they're required by, by law. Uh, uh, super user uh, says, I think your objection is to the marketing rather than the technicals. No, no, my objection is to both. My objection is to the very idea. The very idea is just insane that I would browse like on a third-party company, right? I mean, I, I, I would, I would, if I, if okay, so if I work at the company, right, and I use their computers to browse the internet all day, I use their, their machines. Right, and they could keylog everything. I would object to that, right? Uh, I think in Germany they can actually do this, uh, but they have to tell you, like in your um, in your employment contract, when you sign that, there'll be a sheet. Like they can they can say, okay, we're we're putting you under surveillance, basically, um, but they have to inform you of it. Like I would not work at the company that does that. I object to that. I don't think that's right, even for my employer. Uh, to do that. I mean, their argument would be, yeah, you're on company time, right? You're not supposed to do anything private on that computer anyway. But that's, everybody does. It's, that is idiotic. Um, and even if I'm doing stuff in in my job, right? I don't think my employer should know everything. Like, that. it's just, that, it's just over. like, why would they want, why would they want that? Like, any com any employer that wants to control you to that degree, I would not want to work at. Like, what kind of people are running companies like that, right? <laughs> what, is, what is this, slavery? <laughs> I mean, people call it, it's called sometimes, you know, working call it wage slavery. I mean, that, that would be basically it. If they want to know everything you do, like, run, run. 
like I'd rather work for like like the 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 rubbish collector department, you know, the 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 bin people. I'd rather work for those people. I'd rather be poor on the bridge than to, to work for a company like that. That's just uh. I mean you super user says you're right. I mean you have an argument uh when you say um I agree that you're giving a lot of power to one company. The only private browser is hardened GNU IceCat. How, however, you need to grow a beard to use it. Yeah, but even then, you're trusting those people who make that browser. That's my point. You're always trusting somebody. Um, and my point is not that... So if I have Chrome installed on my PC, right? Um, and I'm running it on my PC... That, that is more privacy conscious than this fucking thing, right? But I know that I'm using Chrome. I know that I'm sending a lot of information to Google. I know that. Um, my ISP has a, has a lot of information. You know, now with HTTPS everywhere, uh, a lot less. Um, but they have a lot of information. But a lot of that is by, like, necessity. Okay? Um, I have to trust my ISP to some degree. They're my ISP. Right, and we were discussing this in the Discord uh, at some point. Uh, I can remember, and like that's just the nature of your relationship with your ISP. Um, you know, your I. So I'm sitting here. Um, I'm 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 streaming this podcast live over an internet connection from Vodafone. Not by choice. I don't like Vodafone. It's the only internet I can get here. I have a Fritz box that's sitting down there. It's a bloody good router. But I'm running Vodafone's firmware on that Fritz box, right? If they want to spy on me, if like the BND goes or the Verfassungsschutz, which you're going to talk later in the feedback about again, uh, if they go, we want to spy on Fab and they put something in that firmware, that's fuck all I can do. So, yes, you always have to trust people by necessity, but you have to be conscious, I think, or I try to be about that. And some, sometimes you don't have a choice. The thing is, if you have a choice, that's when it comes down to the wire. You have a choice. I mean, you, you yeah, you can not run Chrome, whatever. Yeah, sure, you, ha you have all those choices. And, you know, I, I, I respect people's um, arguments for, you know, being using Chrome voluntarily, not using Chrome. I respect all of that. Um, but, like, handing your, like, running your fucking browser in the cloud... Like, I don't want, I don't, I don't see an argument for that. Um, yeah, if you're an employer, of course, right? That's, this is why they're selling this to enterprises because, yes, they are selling points for the employer, you, you know. Um, but like, even as an employer, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use this for my company because you're like, um, <laughs> You're like handing them all your, your fucking R&D secrets. They know everything your fucking employees do. Do you want that? I wouldn't want that. So I think this, I when I was thinking about this, uh, how I could like explain to people who don't understand the technical details maybe so much why this is bad. I would say this is like um, if a company came to you and said, you know, you know when you're um, you're fucking your wife in um, in your private bedroom at home, and um, uh, that is really dangerous because you know you can get all or you maybe you're fucking other people. You know you could get 
all kinds of like sexually transmitted diseases. It's really dangerous. All kinds of accidents happen, like stuff, things get stuck in certain places that you don't want. We have a solution. You come to our service center and we have a room for you with a glass cube and there's a lovely bed in there and everything and we got we got everything prepared we've got lube everything and you just do your fucking there and we make sure nothing happens to you we have people watching you at all times um there will be no like no accidents uh, that come in if you insert something in the wrong place they're going to tell you immediately it's going to be completely safe right completely safe. that's that's how i like how i feel about this browser and I guess if you're a company, it's kind of like putting your employees in a glass box and having having Cloudflare watch them while they do all their R and D. Like, or you know, basically, it's like having it's like Cloudflare saying we should you should when you do your meetings about like the products you're going to release in the future, you should read there should be a Cloudflare guy in the corner taking notes, really, um, because dangerous things can happen. Um, you know, you could have really bad ideas and we want to make sure that doesn't happen to you. That's basically what this fucking thing is. <sighs> uh, yeah, um, Mode 7 says, uh, once you run that uh, in the cloud, you can't even run network analytics on your gateway to figure out what might be getting sent to a third party. You just see a secure connection to whether that cloud host is. Yeah, um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they do have analytics. Like if you buy this for your employee, I, I'm, I'm sure they have analytics for your boss, right? But you yourself have no idea. And Cloudflare is like this is this is great. This service is great. Like, it's really fast. It's probably faster than your internet connection at home because our servers are really well connected to all these internet hubs. I don't believe, I believe that. No, I t totally believe that. It's probably like really fast and really secure. What cracked me up was like the, when you Google this thing, I, I don't, I didn't put these um, as, as sources in the show notes, by the way. Show notes, oh, uh, I haven't mentioned this yet. Privatecitizen.press. Every episode has a lot of show notes with all the links to everything. I didn't put links to press coverage in for this. If you want to figure those out, go to the search engine of your choice. Google Cloudflare or Google or search, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to use Google. Uh, Cloudflare Zero Trust Browsing or Browser. You find some press articles from like security um, publications. Where they're like, yeah, this, this is... But they're basically just parroting what 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 cloud you know the press release from Cloudflare, and they're like, yeah, this is probably going to be really fast and it's like really secure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But you're not mentioning the elephant in the room. This is a fucking ridiculously privacy invade. Like, how can you be? I don't understand these people, right? How can you be an IT security writer, and that's not like the first twitch you have, like. When I when I read this, when like uh, this uh, listener sent me like a link, and I I read this thing, I was like, I was I think I was like twitching in my chair. I was kind of like, mm, ah, mm, ah. like why? <laughs> so you're probably gonna ask me, like, you you could you could you could ask me why is he even talking about this? Right, this is not something any listener to this podcast would probably ever use. And and you might be right. But like I'm gonna get into that a little bit later because I think the 
the problem here is not the service or that Cloudflare thinks it's a good service. I don't like Cloudflare as a company anyway. I'm going to go into that as well a little bit. But like, um, that's not the problem. The problem is that we're in a society where a company can announce the service and people all, everybody thinks it's a good idea. You don't find one single fucking article on the internet telling you about like the obvious problem with this. And that people are actually considering using this is just like a sign of the times to me. It's like this this put everything in the cloud no matter if it makes sense thing that I think we need to find. But anyway, let's let's talk about that um a little a little bit later. Before we go into that, um <laughs> so says, it's sold on a subscription model, but I don't get it. If you can afford it and a great connection, you can afford a good PC. No, that's not the point. This is not um this is not the thing. Um, um oh, oh you're actually talking about something else. Okay. Not to go off topic, but this browser sounds like Mighty a Twitter darling. If you don't know, um it's got Mighty app, okay. Um, no, I've never heard of this. Uh, sort on subscription model, but I don't get it. If you can afford a great connector, you can afford good PC. So what's this mighty thing? Let's look this up. Let's do some. Let's do some live uh, input here. Make Chrome faster. Mighty is a new browser that lets you have more tabs while taking ten percent, ten times less memory. Okay, built for speed. Mighty streams your browser from a powerful computer in the cloud. What the fuck? So. See, this is what I mean. Who would even think this is a good idea? Like, okay, yeah, it, it uses, it makes my browser faster, right? It uses like 10 times less memory. But I'm basically surfing the internet naked. Like, who, why? God. Okay, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. Um... Uh, oh, it's got great features. Get a reminder about your meetings one minute before they start. So you can get your, not miss your Zoom calls. Got all these features. Uh, uh, your internet speed while using Mighty is over one gigabit per second. You're running your browser closely connected to the backbone of the internet where it's peering with other servants services latencies lower to fetch resources making web apps low. yeah of course yeah sure you're fucking but you're you're browsing on another company's computer and this is like apparently the service is even for private this is this is even worse this is this looks like it's targeted for just consumers uh, 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 what, uh, uh, what? I don't. I don't get this at all. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't understand this. Um, also, compared to companies, an end user has no contract with Cloudflare firms. Uh, providers will be liable, so at least companies can claim back in these situations. I. I'm not sure. I think if you were doing illegal stuff on the browser on their machine you're probably still liable but it's the security privacy section is hilarious do they have a privacy section okay let's check this out this seems fun okay we're talking about this mighty thing again mightyapp.com 
technical benefits, security and privacy. Protecting your information and your right to privacy is our top priority. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why you want me to surf the web on your machine because my privacy is your top priority. <laughs> God, PR people, ah, do they actually believe this shit? We commit to keeping your browser history private. You're locked in, your locked in identity secure and your information under control. Let us be clear, your data will never be sold. Oh, nice. Wow, that's great. We recognize that we earn our trust with you every day and that won't be easy. Okay, they're not selling my data. That's great, right? What happens if your fucking service get hacked? <laughs> and everybody knows what I've been surfing. Uh, limited access you control. Encryption over the wire. That's a feature. Wow, HTTPS is now a feature. <laughs> Security audits to stay ahead. Two-factor authentication, yeah, okay. So at least like my, this is great. So my, my authentication to your service is very secure, right? Um, is there, I want to know if there's, is there like um, biometric scanning for like the employees that get access to my browser history? <laughs> browser isolation keeps your data safe. Yeah, it's, it's safe. It's safe in your database. Of course it is. Your data is your data. You're not the product. No, I'm just I'm just a naked guy sitting in a glass cube fucking my wife that you're laughing about. <laughs> if you just voluntarily submit your porn up playlist, then you'll be fine. You have nothing to hide. Even if you get cracked and exposed that you've been looking at. The funny thing is for me, like for me personally, I don't I don't fucking care, right? Um I I, I mean I don't like I, I wouldn't be ashamed if somebody like you know you know these these uh, emails that sometimes get like yeah, we've been watching you whacking off right um, and we sh we will share your porn preferences with the world I'm like okay go ahead like you know I mean I don't I don't specifically want to see videos of me jacking off plastered all over the all over the like the web but like I I, I, I me jerking off looks like any other guy. Jerk. I mean, what's, what's, <laughs> what's, and my, my, my porn preferences are not that interesting. <laughs> what, I, I saw this movie once with, where they actually did that to this guy. I think he was like together with like a, a politician and she was like running for like president or something. And then the opposition, like to discredit her, like they had like video of him like jerking off. And they put that out, and then he was like totally proactive, and he was like, "Yeah, that's me. I'm the jerk of guy. Hey, come on, guys, we all do it." And I love that. That was like that was amazing. Um, reply to the spammer with a video of you having sex as a power move. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Just send him. Well, that is that. At the, if if I send him a dick pic at that point, is that like unsolicited? Um, I don't know. I don't know how that legal situation would be. Oh, God, this is hilarious. Okay, so they're, apparently they're not the only service. But let's get back to Cloudflare. Um, because, see, my problem with, 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 with Cloud, I, I don't like this company at all, right? And I don't like them because of the normal shit they make me go through. And I just want to, you know, somebody has 
some website use Cloudflare, right? And I already object to the shit they make you go through to just visit that website, right? So they, a few years ago, there was this controversy with Tor because people got pissed off. Um, they were using Tor and they were hitting um, websites that were running on Cloudflare. And Cloudflare kept like for every reload of the page, obviously because with Tor, your IP address changes a lot in there. Like, probably shady people have used that IP address in the past. Um, for every like reload, they forced them to do like the capture stuff, and then like people that was like outrage, like from Tor users, like people who legitimately use Tor for some reason. And Cloudflare uh, to to get ahead of that came out with a PR blog post that they love Tor, and I I just like reading from this blog post to you for a little bit um, because it basically explains what happens when you. When you tell your browser to go to a website and that website um, has a uh, reverse proxy or like, you know, basically load balancer, you know, and DDoS protection from Cloudflare. So let's quote from this blog post, which is, of course, linked in the show notes, private citizen, not press. At Cloudflare, we're not explicitly, uh, we've not explicitly treated traffic from Tor any different. Uh, any differently. However, users of the Tor browser have been more likely to have their browsing experience interrupted by captures or other restrictions. This is because, like all IP addresses that connect to our network, we check the requests that they make and assign a threat score to the IP. Unfortunately, since such a high percentage of requests that are coming from the Tor network are malicious, the IPs of the Tor exit nodes often have a very high threat score. Right, so your IP has a threat score. With most browsers, we can use the reputation of the browser from other requests it's made across our network to override the bad reputation of the IP address connecting to our network. For instance, if you visit a coffee shop that is only used by hackers, the IP of the coffee... What? <laughs> it's good. That coffee shop that's only used by hackers. Uh, it's, it's in East Ukraine. Um, I go there all the time. Uh, the IP of the coffee shop's Wi-Fi... Yeah, e- um, East Ukraine because it's... Uh, Goddamn Ruskies! Um, for instance, if you visit a coffee shop, Goddamn Ruskies! That's only used by hackers. Goddamn Ruskies! The IP of the coffee shop's Wi-Fi may have a bad reputation. But if we've seen your browser behave elsewhere on the internet, acting like a regular web surfer and not a hacker, then we can use your browser's good reputation to override the bad reputation of the hacker coffee shop's IP. Heck. <laughs> What's up with this hacker coffee shop? Great business idea. <laughs> uh, should just call it that, like hacker. Hacker. Free Wi-Fi. Um, so what, what this means, right? What this means is that Cloudflare's, for Cloudflare to perform their business that the customers buy from them, they track everybody on their fucking network. They track your IP. They try to track, like, your browser with cookies and all kinds of shit. And, I mean, I understand why they're doing this. I understand. And it's not completely, like, bad, of course. It's they're performing a legitimate um, service to their customers, which they pay a lot of money for because it is needed. Um, You know, when you're under a DDoS attack, you do need something like this. Um... So I'm not really objecting. I know why they're doing this. I'm not really objecting to that. But, like, 
I also see the consequences. Uh, they're basically tracking everybody across a lot of the internet. And so they already, they're very building like um, a database of everybody's browsing <laughs> habits, but it's not enough. Now they want you to actually browse from their computers to make it easier for them. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, it's um, it's hilarious. And I mean, we're talking about a company um, that already runs uh, 81% of all known reverse proxies. So that those things that, you know, if you go to a big organization's website, that, that server you actually hit, right? That's like the load balancer and not the web server that you get to later, like the first hop on their network, uh, 81 uh, of all companies that use reverse proxies use Cloudflare and almost 17% of the internet. I mean, it's not as bad as AWS, yes, but they already have 17% of the internet and they want more. They're already watching traffic on 17% of the internet and they, they're assigning, you know, they're assigning little little threat scores to you. Oh, you, you've been a good fab. You've been a good, oh, this, oh, fab's been visiting Pornhub a little bit too much. You know, we need to, we need to give him some more captures. Maybe we'll not let him to that website at all because he's been, like, I just don't like that. <laughs> I know why they're doing this, but like, this is, this is like AWS, like running all of the website. That's not what the internet was meant to be. This is not good. We shouldn't be applauding this kind of thing. Um, on a side note, what I really like about Cloudflare, if you go to their Wikipedia page, I'm pretty sure this was like their, I don't know if this was their PR directly or if people actually believe this, but like they basically made the controversy section about the company all about um, <clears throat> like um, progressive uh, liberal people complaining that Cloudflare hosts some like right-wing websites, like the Daily Stormer, for example, right? They use Cloudflare services. Um, and and that's the bit out, big outcry. Like, that's the controversy. And the, the, actually, that makes Cloudflare look incredibly good because they have all, like, these quotes about, yeah, we're not going to cutting them off because we we think we should not, like AWS, who apparently thinks this, and we talked about this in early episodes, but, like, uh, we we sh we shouldn't censor the internet, right? We are just selling a service that's commendable, <laughs> but it makes like it makes it look like this company is completely controversial only because they're so free speech friendly, right? Not about the fact that they're running like seventeen percent of the internet. Like that's the thing I would be worried about, um, because you know, at, at this free speech friendly fucking stuff doesn't mean anything. At the moment where they decide to not be free speech friendly anymore, they can cut off 17% of the internet for you. You know, or they can just cut people off their network and then, you know, they get DDoSed. Um, I've never understood, like, why people... Like, this seems to be, like, an unhealthy... It's kind of like Facebook. It's like this unhealthy business model. Or like Google, you know, that 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 where they want to own all of your information. They want to own, like, basically all of the traffic on the internet. And, yeah, sure, if they own, if they if they control, like, the flow of most of the traffic on the internet, it'll be really easy to do DDoS prevention. And if they know everything about everybody, they can, they can you know, cut the bad guys off. But, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, at what cost? Like, at what cost? 
And now let's address this, like, you know, why is he even talking about this? Because, like, people who listen, <laughs> who listen to this podcast would never use the service. But that's not really the point. Um, I think we've, we, everybody who's listening to this will have seen in, like, two minutes why this is, like, a shitty idea and you would never do this. But, like the, ov like, the thing that's even more important to me is, like, the overarching thing is the fact that this exists as a service and that people are considering using it and companies are using it. Um, just that worries me. Like, that's the most worrying thing to me because that tells me, like, this, I don't know what it, like, this brain cancer people already have where they're like, let's put everything on at in the cloud. Um, doesn't even matter if it makes sense. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, like, just, just put it in the cloud. It's just, that's like the default now. Everything goes into the cloud. Like the only reason to not put something in the cloud is some like curmudgeonly fucking data protection, privacy nutcases like me and like the government people, <laughs> like in the German government and some other government saying like, no, that's like a problem. We don't want that. Like, why do normal people think this is a good, like, I don't, am I, am I getting this old? Like I'm almost 40 now. Um, I like to think that I was always this curmudgeonly. I don't think I've changed that much, but I'm like, what is, what is wrong with people? Like, why don't they see this? Like the other day, um, I, I was walking, um, I was, so my dad, my dad was really proud. My dad was like, I bought a new, um, wow, what do you call those in English? Um, like a heating, you know, like a, um, a cooking element, you know, like just the, the things where you, basically a stove, but you know, like not back in the day where the stove was like the, the oven with the stove on top. You now have just these stove tops that you put in the kitchen. And he's like, yeah, I bought this new one. It's like induction, everything. And it's got like, um, it can detect what, uh, you know, it doesn't have like four heating spaces. It's like all one big thing. And then like it organically decides how much is heated based on the pots that are on there. And I, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. And I go, I go in there and I look at it and I it look like, it looks kind of cool. And I look at it and it has like a big Wi-Fi sticker on it. It's a fucking stove top with Wi-Fi. And then you look up what like the the manufacturer says why it has you can use it to send fucking emails and call people like what why would i call try to call somebody on the phone from my fucking stovetop in the kitchen i mean you can also use it to talk to the uh, you know the uh well god why can't why don't i know i don't i don't know any of these kitchen terms in english um, the um, you know the thing that uh, the, the the fan that you have over the over the heating place that sucks sucks out the vapor from the food you know that dunst up so sauber what's that let's 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 look this up uh, dunst dunst takes ages to put the German exhaust hood yes that thing or oh, extractor as Toblerino says in Twitch chat, um, that thing. So you can talk to that. And then if you, it, it figures out how many pots you have on the stove and then it, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a feature. It's not really one, like, like for the expense of putting fucking Wi-Fi in my stove, it saves me like pushing one button. Like, 
how it's like people got an Alexa in the kitchen because they're like, oh yeah, if I want to change a song, I can do this by talking. To, like, you dry your hands and you do it on your phone. Like that. Like that. You're saving that action. That's what you're buying a device. That's why you're hooking your fucking stovetop up to the internet. Like, like no wonder the Russians are hacking God everything. Damn Ruskies. No, I mean we're, we're making it bloody easy for them, aren't we? It's uh, it's in, anyway. This is like the mindset. That I don't get. That's like the mindset, and they don't think about this. Like apparently, the people in the in the I mean, the Cloudflare people you can hardly blame. And this one came up with the product, and they probably need the data for that. I don't know. Um, but like, the companies buying this, I think the management people are not thinking about this. Like the users are not thinking about this. Like, if my comp, if I was working for a company, and they said, okay, from now on you're gonna you're gonna use this, and you're gonna just surf on Cloudflare, cloud flares servers i would say fucking no i mean i mean yes you, you like to keep your job and everything and you you need to put money on the table but at some point it's like where does it end like what the what the, what the fuck and i mean if we're now you know if you're talking about this mighty thing that's like that's even worse like this i mean the cloudflare was already like blowing my mind with like how far the brain cancer has gotten that um but it, that kind of made sense to me because they're selling it to companies and executive and companies and they think like the cloudflare company people and then all not very smart or at least not critical i don't know but this is like aimed at end users that's even worse that's like that's like a company thinking you can make this product and make a nice website and then the end users will use it and i think the worrying thing is that they probably have a ton of users think they're probably right i think whoever grows up now the fucking zoomers they don't even think about this they they they'd use this they'd have no problem using this and then you look at this like this, this website's hilarious uh, ben levy entrepreneur mighty has helped me it's like this laughing guy he's wearing a base cap backwards that's all it's like a He's like 30 or something and he's wearing a base cap backwards it's already like never listen to people that look like this. That's your first clue. But anyway, um, Mighty has helped me become way faster to execute inside of Facebook. To what kind of language is this even? My Mighty has helped me become way faster to execute inside of Facebook Ads Manager. That's not a sentence. It's not even a well-formed English sentence. Specifically, open opening up ad creators, making changes, and assessing performance. Who are these people? Who are these people that they think that makes me want to... What is going... What is going on in the world? What is this? Are they all like... In German we say, hast du Lack gesoffen? Are, are you drinking paint thinner? <laughs> what the fuck? Execute himself? Yeah, you probably would be better for the world. I mean, God. Sanjay Dastor, CEO and co-founder at Skip whatever that is, says, Chartio is way faster. Dashboard rendering with all those data points is more intense than I thought. I compared it to Chrome, and it's not just snappier, it's multi-second faster. <laughs> yeah, and all that great analytics data is now with whoever runs this mighty thing. Is this, okay, is this, so is this a Twitter company? Uh, privacy statement. Who runs this? 
EU, EFA, these, these regions have data protection laws that require us to specify the following. Our lawful basis for collecting and processing personal information under the European General Data Protection GDPR include perform blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you're not on EU service. I, I, I don't think, like, unless I'm running my fucking browser on an EU-based server, I don't think this uh, is GDPR compliant. Mighty Computing Inc. in San Francisco. So they're like a, I think, uh, super user said that they're like a Twitter company or something. God, this is, this is just, this is just bad. But I do like, see, this is why I like uh, live in, input uh, <laughs> on Twitch from chat, because this is hilarious. So I was like, look at this shitty product. And somebody just comes up with an even more shittier product. Oh, my God. Speaking of feedback, um, let's talk. I, I got some 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 interesting feedback from producers. So um, let's talk about that. Um, I've, I think I've, I've I've wrecked my brain enough about how uh, how everybody's brain has apparently turned to jelly. <laughs> And before we get into the producer feedback, uh, SuperUser qualifies not Twitter, but they have people shilling them a lot, especially on crypto Twitter. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, those guys are the ones uh, you, you want to take advice from for everyday life. Crypto Twitter, right? You know, those Silicon Valley entrepreneurs are already, like, really bad for the planet and they're fucking everything. But, like, crypto entrepreneurs... Like, they make look like Wall Street hedge fund executives, like, I don't know, world-saving, uh, selfless, like, monks or whatever. <laughs> Crypto Twitter. Ah, hilarious. Uh, has, has Elon Musk already said that this thing is a good idea? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into some feedback. Uh, I, I have a message from uh, Urban Koistinen who uh, says in reference, I think in reference to one of my, my earlier socialism episodes, or, you know, the, the, or the early, I mean, the episode where, where you know, where I explained the, the socialism primer. Um, I was talking about that at a recent, uh, in a recent episode, I think. And I, I think he understood that I was doing a socialism episode, which I've already done. Um, if you want to listen to that, if you haven't, that was episode 34 uh, from last year. Socialism Primer, that's an evergreen. You can listen to that every day, uh, every time, and you sh at any point, I'm trying. Not every day, that would make your brain go. Probably uh, not, 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 that wouldn't be good. Um, but yes, uh, that's the one you should listen to if you haven't. Um, and maybe I'm going to do another one um, for, for which this would apply, but I'm addressing this anyway. So Urban says, um, I've heard, but don't know, well, I think he means don't know, don't know for sure, that while there is only one party, party in Vietnam, they still have meaningful elections with different candidates representing different public policy positions. I hope you might clarify if this is so when you do your episode on socialism. I can actually, I could look into that. Um, I didn't, I didn't for, uh, while preparing this show. Um, because basically to me, I mean, yes, I mean, if you have a one party, that's not specifically a, um, a socialism thing, um, because it's not, it's not, um, 
specific to socialism. Uh, but if you have a one-party system, you know, that's a uh, totalitarian thing, right? That's a, it's a that's an autocratic totalitarian state. You, you do not have democracy. Um, yeah, you can have one party, you can have meaningful elections with different candidates, but you don't, you know, you don't have, you don't have democracy, right? If that party really wanted to have plurality of opinions, you know, that would allow other parties. The only reason you only have one party is so that the government, the government is afraid of plurality of opinion. Um, you know, that is not as, I mean, this is probably in reference to, I, I talked about China as well in, in the past where, you know, this is the same with Vietnam. If you look at the Wikipedia uh, page, it makes it sound like it's like a democracy, um, which of course it isn't. Um, so I'm, you know, that's not necessarily a statement on the everyday quality of life in the country or on the um, on how well the government works. Um, I'm not. I'm far not an expert on China, but if you read, um, there's there's lots of scientific, uh, you know, political science literature on the topic, and um, I think it's it's very well established that you know, especially in recent years, um, the system as it is um, does like it works to some degree it works well for the people who live in it like you know um if i understand it correctly from what I've, the limited amount of stuff i've read um the, you know the 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 communist party in china um has been so successful because it is really good at looking at what people want and giving it to them um which can make your quality of life actually really good if you like work within that regime um but like that's like that's one thing right it's uh, nobody ever said that you know like a totalitarian government even like you know fascism that there's been always this saying about fascism that at least the trains run on time right um nobody has ever said that like specifically quality of life has to be bad um the question is about freedom and sometimes you know sometimes the price you pay for freedom is actually that the quality of your government or of your life decreases, right? If you have plurality, and that's that's the thing always, you know, when I talk to uh, Mike and we were discussing Trump, that, that is the thing I object objected to very strongly um, in the U.S. press, always when they were going on about Trump and how you have to impeach him and whatever. You're basically attacking the basis of your system, of your political system, because um, that's the price you pay in a system that has plurality of opinion, that other people um, that have a different opinion than you uh, can get to power. And then you'll have some years maybe where they do things that you don't like, right? So I, why, well, for example, uh, really don't like the Green Party in Germany, and I think they're all idiots, um, and I think they have their priorities completely wrong. Um, and I think like the, the actual environmental policies that they're doing uh, don't make any sense. Uh, and are dumb, um, you know. If they get if if they get the majority, for example, in the next election, um, which might happen actually, um, I have to like I'm not. I I don't want them removed, and like I understand. Like I, I was vehemently opposed to Angela Merkel getting objected, and now we've had her for like what 18 years or whatever. You know, it's like, but I'm not calling for like a 
a change of the system or you know in the US would be like get rid of the electoral college or whatever in Germany it was it would be something else right because I I know that the price I pay for this plurality of opinion is that the people who have other opinion might get their people elected into government uh, and so for me this this ideal of, of, of freedom and actually having a free state and rule of law and all of that um, having democracy is much more important than actually people having making bad decisions and the government being bad for some time, right? With all the vehement disagreement I've had with the German government over the COVID thing, um, they were they duly elected, and I don't agree with the stuff they're doing. I think it's something that is unconstitutional, but I would never call for the government to be removed because of that. Um, Right, um, and so so for me, like this, that's that's the thing with China as well. I mean, the why their system works that well, as far as I can tell, is because they they collect. One of the reasons is they have so much information about people. <laughs> you know, one one of these days, one of these days, I'm gonna do a um, an episode about the social scoring system that's been on the docket for almost as, as, I think from pretty much day one of the show. I, I really haven't gotten around to it, but like you know, this 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 very pervasive and and uh, social scoring system that they have in China, which I think is something that's that's that they're trying. I, I say they, but it's something that. Um, that's an idea that appeals to people, especially like for some reason it seems to appeal to progressive people, I think because they often um, believe, so to speak, in science and in, 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 in technological advancement. And these people tend to gravitate towards technocrats in, in government. And, and um, I think they would think it's a good idea for the government to know very much about their... Um, you know the citizens, and it's we've seen this. We've we, we've seen that they. I mean, since the show started, since the COVID thing started, I've cataloged again and again and again where the government goes. We need more information. We need more information to protect you. And a, and a, and a big part of the of society says, um, yeah, I think that's a good idea, and I think that's where it's going. So I think um, we are in for something similar. It's not going to be like the social scoring system in China because you can only do that if you're not a democracy, if you're a totalitarian state. Um, you know, I would even call it a dictatorship, although it's not. Problem is, dictatorship usually assumed as one dictator, but you know that that'd be like the same in in Vietnam, right? Um, at the end of the day, yes, you you might have candidates, you might have people, you might even have like votes, you might even have the. Um, the ability of your citizens telling you what, what decisions they want. But as long as you have no way for the citizens to decide who runs the government, it's not a democracy. <laughs> and it's not a, it's not a state I would ever want to live in. Um, uh, anyway. Um, right. Let's, let's move on here. Um, I think I've I've addressed this. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm going to do another episode on social. I, I you know we could we could like we could explore some of this stuff. But I'm you know there's a lot of lot more topics I want to do first, especially the social scoring system. That's one I have to get down to at some point. Um, anyway, Astral C uh, on the Discord. 
said, um, listen to the podcast about the Stasi Trojan. I don't get the German government. Quote, we don't want a totalitarian regime that spies on its citizens every move, so we, ha we need to spy on our citizens every move, end quote. Also, how does a domestic intelligence agency protect the constitution? Isn't it protecting the government, i.e. ideas, from the people, i.e. dissenting ideas? Um, I think they, I, I think they think that um, they need to protect, they always say like, they always frame it like, you know, the so, we need to protect the social order. And uh, I've, I've never agreed with this because I think, um, I mean, in Germany always, it's always targeted at, you know, uh, takeover of power like the Nazis did. But even that term that's being used because the Nazis called it a takeover of power is a wrong term. It's um, Machtergreifung, you know, the seizure of power. And that's what the Nazis called it. Um, has always been in political science clarified as that that is a wrong term because that's not really, they didn't seize power. They, they were, the party was duly elected. And then afterwards, they changed the political system um, where they made a democracy, uh, a democratic republic, into a uh, totalitarian dictatorship. Um, and I just object to like having the state protect, like having, I guess, the idea is that the government in power is benign and is trying to protect against this. Um, but I think the protection against this should be inherent in the system. I think the political systems should be built in such a way that the government in power, or you know, not only the political system, also society, right? That's why free press is important, um, should be resilient against this. Uh, we call this in Germany Wehrhafte Demokratie, um, uh, democracy uh, that can defend, defend itself, um, where... Um, it's a job of the system and society to defend against this. I don't think it should be a, a service or an organization, especially not one that's part of the executive of the government. Because if you look at the Nazi thing, the problem how why the Nazis could do that is because the laws at the time were set up in a way that you could do that. They, they Everything they did was basically legal to a certain extent. It, yeah, it wasn't so much, it wasn't in the spirit of the law, but it, it was in the letter of the law. And so the when the German Democratic, uh, not the German Democratic, no, <laughs> um, the, the, the Federal Republic of Germany, uh, not, not the Socialist State, the, the Federal Republic of Germany, when that was, um, you know, when, when, when that system was established and our constitution was established, that was built in a way that, that it would be harder or uh, almost impossible to do the same thing. Um, and yeah, I completely agree. I don't understand how uh, that's the, for me the, the the term Verfassungsschutz, and I think I've I've talked about this in the previous episode, um, was always a joke. Um, I never understood, um, like how they could mean that, like how how that would like to me the very concept is a joke of a, an extra a government service, uh, part of the executive branch operating out of the purview of the constitution 
in many respects is should protect the constitution um and i i would tend to agree uh with astral c here um and i would tend to agree and say that yes it seems to me that that is a domestic intelligence agency it's a spy agency um its job is to keep the government in power and to protect the government against certain dissenting ideas. Now, if everything works correctly, they're protecting a benign government that is operating within the, uh, you know, the democratic framework against people that want to overthrow that framework. Um, and then everything is more or less fine, but I still object to the idea. I don't think we need it. I don't think we need this service. Um, what we need is a, a press. Um, a, a, you know, the government. Uh, we need a free press. We need um, uh, we need a government that defends our freedom of speech. Um, if, if defends our um, ability to um, to protest and and disagree if we think the government goes into the wrong direction, and that's where it's lacking in the moment um, because one of the big problems I have and I've seen with um, with this and I've talked about this on the show and I've hope I made myself clear with the COVID restrictions is not it's not actually the the current case I'm not so much I mean I, I, I don't think I think it's all completely overblown whatever but that's actually not the, the thing I think is important the important thing is if we assume that that all these restrictions were well and good and everything did everything. Divorce yourself from the situation and just look at the processes that were established and the mode of thinking that went on on the side of the government and on the side of the citizens. And now think a government that is malicious and wants to do something like Hitler did in the, in the day uh, uses the same processes and the same um, the mindset uh, in, the, in the minds of the people. And that's what worries me. Because the government always says, this is a special situation. Uh, this is a Notstand. You know, the, 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 the laws that Hitler got himself into power and got basically democracy to, to get abolished and shut down, they were called Notstandsgesetze. They were emergency decrees. And problem is the government always like you always do something like this with like emergency decrees and that's what they used here that's what they used in this situation and if you get people used to that like they can't decide i think we, we've seen that society can't decide um even in a world where that we live in where you have the internet and you have all this information so people get scared and they don't think straight and you tell them your kids are gonna die, and then they just go yeah yeah whatever, and they give up give up their rights. And I just I just it's just clear to me how how a malicious government do, could do the same thing uh, for these kinds of ends, where you basically want to get rid of all the dip, uh, the the democratic processes. And what scares me is that yes, we've built especially in Germany, we've built our government in a way that is supposed to be resistance resistant to this but i what i'm seeing is that some of these mechanisms i think 
And it's not like I'm just a guy from the street. I've studied, <laughs> I don't have a degree, but I spent years and years studying politics and studying this kind of stuff and studying the German constitution. And I really think, I'm not a lawyer, not a constitutional lawyer, but I really think some of these protections should have kicked in. I don't think the Infektionsschutzgesetz, I think that should have been stopped in its tracks. And I think it should, some of that should have been recalled by now by the constitutional court. Um, I don't see these mechanisms that should protect us kicking in. Um, and I don't, I don't see that if they're not kicking in now, I don't see them kicking in the next time when somebody scares the population and, and this time maybe for nefarious ends. That's what I'm, what I'm so, so afraid of. Um, <laughs> super user Twitch chat's talking about elections um, the Nazis held elections to be fair with only one candidate yeah but they were elected like you know the election they were elected in um, was a was a democratic election it just went then went and made all other parties illegal for the reason I talked before anyway super user says the Syrian election was also being announced tonight I'm betting on a landslide for all our side <laughs> to which redeemer uh, Fadi uh, smiles uh, knowing knowingly in chat yeah um, well speaking of COVID um, I'd ask people to tell me how it's going in their neck of the woods uh, we have Steve Hose uh, with a COVID-19 uh, restrictions update from the wonderful state of Texas in the US and he once again he just makes me want to live in Texas um, Steve says here in Texas things are getting back to the real normal the only places that's like a that could be a, a country song. Bring the real normal. You need to get back to the real normal. <laughs> the only places you have to wear ma a mask is where private businesses require it. Those businesses have no mandate from any health or government organization. I work in a 12-story office building just north of Dallas. This morning between 8 and 9, the, the building managers removed all the signs that require masks in elevators and common areas. My brother's restaurant nearby is at 100% capacity and no plexiglass. The only thing that is different from pre-COVID times is that servers are still wearing masks, but my brother just told me his restaurant's going no masks on Monday. So it's amazing. I want to I wanna go to Texas. Also, the weather. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the problem here also is like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to put it, that's good news. I don't want to put a damper on that, but like the problem isn't is not going away, right? Um, what scares me about this whole situation is just that anybody who's been <clears throat> who's anybody who's in politics and has a bit of political sense in the last year and a half could not have helped but noticed something. No matter how you stand on the whole virus situation and how bad it is and whatever doesn't matter like with a little bit of political sense with a little bit of political antenna you will have seen one thing you, you will have noticed what what you can people what you can put people through what people are willing to put up with if you just scare them enough of something and that, that's happened all over the world and i think that's extremely dangerous just like um you know in the last hundred years, um, basically, uh, dictators and regimes, you know, they all learned in the beginning 
uh, of the 20th century, they all learned from Stalin and Hitler. Everybody who was a, <laughs> a despot and an autocrat afterwards uh, has studied those guys and has seen how you how you seize power, how you keep it, and how you can get like your citizens to like you know. You just look at Germany, um, how Hitler got like the population to wait, keep waging a war that was for all intents and purposes lost for three. Like anybody with a little bit of sense. Um, it, it you know it 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 blows my mind to this day. I mean, yeah, this was a bit more different because information wasn't that available. But you know, at some point, when you, when you're in Germany at the time, and they're trying to invade Russia, and they de- don't make it to Moscow. If you know anything of European history up to that point, you know that the war is lost. You know that it's over. You know that the Wehrmacht. You know, in, at that moment, we didn't take Russia. That, that's that's when the when the war was lost. People were saying the war was lost on D-Day. The war was lost when the Americans enter entered the um, the war. Bullshit. The war was lost at the very moment where Hitler didn't manage to subjugate the Russians, um, because the only way he only got he only got that far is basically because he tried to outrun the uh, mobilization of the Soviet, of the Red Army. And he knew, everybody fucking knew that the Red Army, once it, once it was going to get moving, they knew, I'm, I'm reading a Stalin biography, and they're like, literally like five years before World War II, or even like seven, eight years before World War II, they have like this, it's based on like all these um, uh, protocols from like uh, from all these different countries, and basically the, the 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 Red Army has like maneuvers, and like Germans know, and the Russians know, and the British know that the German want to attack Russia, and they know they're basically they're, there's like people on the record, like army generals of the of of, <laughs> of the British Army saying like yeah, so they're, they're, the Russians are building at a at a point we kind of know that the Germans want to attack them and they'll have to do it in the next five years. If they don't do it in the next five years, then no chance. They'll they'll just outrun them because you know basically the Russians fucked their economy uh, with the revolution. They they tanked everything. They did they executed everybody who knows how to run a company. They killed all these people. They they fucked their economy uh, like five times to Sunday. And then they just needed basically a decade to rebuild everything. And, you know, they, they bought technology from Germany and all of that. And they had to rebuild all of that. But you could see it happening. You could, like, you could, they could see it. They could see it happening. And they knew, like, they, they're going to be at the same level as Germany in five years. So to me, like, that's just, I don't, I don't know how you can, you could have not seen this. And this is the kind of thing I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Like, you know, people pay attention to this kind of thing. And, and people who are uh, despots and autocrat pay, autocrats paid attention to how Hitler managed to get a population. He got like an army that knew the war was lost. He got the population like, and yeah, okay, maybe they didn't see it, you know, when, when the assault on Moscow failed. But I mean, they saw it in the last year of the war. I mean, you couldn't live in Germany and not see that the like all the fucking cities were bombed the the economy was there was no economy the fucking all the industry was was destroyed <laughs> I mean everything was fi- it was so destroyed that you can't even imagine that I mean they keep finding the bombs here like two weeks ago two weeks ago like I, it took me like uh, <laughs> uh, in, like three hours to get home from my parents because they found two more bombs like you know apparently 
That's that's a whole nother point. Apparently, the, <laughs> the RAF was incredibly shit at building bombs because apparently none of those exploded. They're, they're finding them to this day. They're fucking everywhere. But still, they managed to destroy everything else in the process. So uh, I, I guess they're just through enough. But like, I mean, people see these things and that's how people 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 who run countries, want to run countries, are interested in politics. They took notice last year. They saw what you can do if you scam people enough. To, you can get them to do all kinds of things. Put funny things in their faces, uh, not leave their house for weeks. Uh, you can, like, you can, if you can just convince them that whatever you're doing will save them, you can get them to do all this crazy shit. And that's what worries me. That's, that's going to be um, a problem. So there's going to be the next emergency, right? There's going to be the next virus, the next bacteria, something. At at some point, somebody will figure, somebody in government will figure out that the most. Just just correct me up by the way. Do you know what the most um, deadly infectious disease in humans is? Like the the infectious disease that kills the most people every year. Give you two seconds. To to if you're listening to this podcast to figure it out. You, you're never going to get it. Tuberculosis. It's tuberculosis. You know, in the, if you're living in a civilized world, nobody's ever died of tuberculosis. Right? If you get diagnosed, uh, you know, antibiotics, you can treat it with antibiotics. Like, if you get di- diagnosed in, a, in the, you know, industrialized world, your chances to die of this is 1%. But if it's untreated, it's like 50%. And so all the poor people are dying from this. But it's like, that's like a disease. Like, that's basically, if you live in the industrialized world, you, you don't even feel like, what? People still dying of tuberculosis? Yeah. At one point, they're going to figure that out. And then they're going to scare you with tuberculosis. Or anything, like anything. It's going to, that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, as much as I'm happy that things are normal in Texas, and please, Steve, Steve, enjoy it for me. Yeah? Go, go fucking out. Have a, whatever you want. A steak. Just have, have a six pints of beer for fab. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live vicariously through your experiences. I'm really happy for you, but I'm, I'm just saying, like we, like we can't let up now. We can't go like, oh, it's, it's gonna, you know, it's they're gonna open up and it's gonna be relatively normal again. But we, we for now on, we have to be fucking on the lookout because all those laws are on the book, and these fucking people know what they can do, and they, they're, they're using it for everything, you know, encryption. They're gonna fight encryption. They're gonna fight uh, um, cash, war on cash. Uh, it's gonna be some environmental shit, which is not really in the purview of the show. But yeah, it's 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 gonna it's it's bad. Anyway, um, Steve also sent me another message, separate message that's, that I'm gonna uh, quote as well because this is about German cars. I had mentioned, I think, that my T4, my uh, Volkswagen Transporter, is like ru- rusting away. Uh, Steve says, sorry to hear about your German car, a German-made car rusting from the inside out. That seems fairly pathetic. There are two German cars which I would love to own, but they are very old. A 1980s Mercedes 300D still put around in the United States. I have looked at purchasing one, but they nice car, uh, but they are uh, well over 20 grand. Seems to have an incredible engine that will not stop. Currently own a 2006 Dodge Ram 2500 with the last of the 5.9 Cummings diesel engines. Oh God, that's an engine. Sometimes I see like the big Rams, like they have in Germany now as well. You're just like, 
they always have like a Harley Davidson sticker on the back. It always seems to be like the Harley riders. And then they, because the Harley breaks down a lot, I guess they need to put them on the back of the truck. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of diesel engine, of diesel, of a diesel engine that lasts a long time. Me too. This is why I bought the T4, uh, because the T4 has like the T4 TDI that I have is an incredible diesel engine um, that runs well over half a million kilometers. Uh, some people over a million. Um, which is, uh, mine has 320,000 on it now. Um, you know, we bought it uh, used. Um, it's an incredible engine. The, the rust thing is not like, it's not specifically a German car problem. It's just VW being shit. That's why I always like, back, even back in the day on these outlaws, people were like, ah, oh, German cars are so amazing. This is like all fucking propaganda. German car companies do the same stupid shit. Like, and it's not even like my car, like, um, so mine, mine was built in 2002 and actually it's because it's cheap Chinese fucking steel, right? They could have used German steel, would have been fine. And they actually did like just before they, um, uh, got this model off the market and they introduced the T5, they started using good steel. So the very last of the T4s are actually fine. Uh, and the T5s are fine, T6s are fine. Actually, it started with the T3, you know, the, the 80s, the 80s transporter. Um, th that is actually the first one. So uh, I, we had friends who had a T3, which they sold, I think, now from, I guess, 86. Same problem, same fucking Chinese steel. They started using, in the 80s, VW started using this fucking steel that didn't treat it correctly. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's fucking hilarious. But like, it's with everything. There's like a, um, so Mercedes are really well known for good build quality, uh, especially in Germany. Uh, they have a, a car, um, I think it's the E class from 2010, I think, or something. Basically, really expensive car, limousine, great car. Everybody loves it. They tried to save some money. And there are like two screws in the in the back, like in the um, in the in the boot hatch, like the thing you know in the back. Um, I think they hold like the number plate or something, like the number plate holder, some or like the, some uh, I don't know, maybe even the 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 Mercedes logo. Something is screwed in there anyway with two screws, and they they tried to save like three cents on the screws, and they didn't buy high quality screws they bought like shitty screws and those rust and the problem is if rust is like cancer right if you i know a lot about rust now and if something rusts it keeps rusting and like if you have so if you have like amazing quality steel right and you drill a hole in it and then you put a really shitty screw in it and the screw starts rusting the all all around the 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 the, the screw hole starts rusting as well it doesn't matter how good quality the steel is and because basically, uh, so, you know, anti-rust steel treatment basically works by not getting rust on there, right? It, 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 everything rusts, every steel rusts, but it, it'll, it'll keep it very long without starting to rust. But as soon as you have rust on there, if you have a rust spot somewhere, it just grows. You can't fucking do anything against that. Not a lot. Um, so by fucking putting, putting this cheap screw in there, they, they, like you, you, to this day, if you see this car, you won't see one going around the road without like rust on the back door. There's, there's, they're always rusty. It's all because of this fucking screw. 
<laughs> it's uh, <laughs> I think it's planned obsolescence more than anything. Car industry started late. Now, actually, I don't think it is because uh, Mercedes fucking ruined their reputation. They always had a reputation of being like really good quality cars, and this fucking ruined their reputation. And VW the same. Um, because the funny thing is they have better steel in other cars and this is like the transporter right you don't want to have plant obsolescence in this this is like a um it's not even built like you know for vw has like two different subsidiaries they have vw they built the consumer cars and then there's vw nutzfahrzeuge they built like the um uh you know utility for 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 our companies and shit and the transporter is actually one of those and uh no, they're just like it's not. It's not, it's not even plant obsolescence. It's not that. It's just like some manager somewhere, and 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 the controlling people going like, oh, we could actually if we if we three if we save three cents on on this on this car, you know, you know, we built millions of them. It's gonna save us so much money in the long run. And then they just get dollar signs in their eyes, and they fucking don't think anymore. They they don't think. They don't think about this like ruining their fucking reputation. Um, Sometimes it's a supply issue too. Yeah, sometimes it is. But with with the T four, it's just like, I mean, fucking Germany. I I come from the rural area. We were the steel. Fucking, it's not like we ran out of coal. We stopped. First of all, we stopped mining coal. That was a political decision, and then we could have still made steel. It's it was just too expensive. So they're fucking literally where I, I where I was born in Duisburg. There's all these steelworks, and they fucking dis, they disassembled at the at the end of the 80s and the beginning of the 90s. They disassembled steelworks there and shipped them on ships to China, right? In like Wuhan uh, province is where a lot of these ended up, and now they're producing the steel, and then they sent us the steel, and it's just like shittier steel because they're not as good at it, right? And for like. The, the the amazing thing is people are like yeah let's get rid of steelworks it's so environmentally more friendly yeah while they were still here they had like all these filters right and they were filtering every even in the eighties they started all this f- filtering of all like the fucking exhaust and yeah do, do you think they installed those that was like all EU regulations and shit do you think they installed those filters when they rebuilt the things in China no <laughs> it's cheaper without. Ah, it's just fire. It just drives me insane. Anyway, this is like rant, rant fab. Um, let's move on here. Um, uh, Steve ends with hard to believe about the Mercedes that hard to believe about the Mercedes that a used car that is forty years old, even in bad shape, could command command such a price. Yeah, if it's a good car. You know, the other German car I would love to own is a nineteen seventy six BMW. 2002 but that is poorly for for aesthetic reasons um those are some really good aesthetic reasons that is i'm usually not a fan of bmw like the way they look um not as bad as porsche i fucking hate porsche i've never seen one porsche i liked uh from the look but that is a beautiful car the 1976 bmw 2002 is a beauty that is that is one of the nicest um German cars ever built, uh, I would say. Uh, there are a few uh, others I really like, <clears throat> but like, there's not some Opels actually I do really like, um, but that is a beautiful car. That is beautiful. Um, yeah. Does that already have the Hofreiter knick? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. It does have on the back window the little 
Paul-y thing. Um, <clears throat> lovely car. Anyway, uh, I got another message from Mike Small. Um, he wrote me a relatively long email. I'll just cut out some little things here um, that I found interesting. Uh, Mike says, I'm writing to say I greatly, greatly enjoyed these last few episodes. It's pretty cool. It's good to hear from people. Thanks, thanks for doing that. That helps me. You know, I want to know what you like and what you don't like because then I can give you more of what you like. <laughs> and I need your input. I'm not tracking you. Um, uh, I'm writing to say I'm not Cloudflare. I'm writing, I, you know, I could I could have this room where you come in and I just watch you listen to the podcast. That would greatly help me. With this. <laughs> um, uh, I'm writing to say that I greatly enjoyed these last few episode, I, episodes. I especially like when you combine a privacy and computing topic with German politics. I have a pretty narrow view of the world, mostly only being familiar with U.S. and Canadian politics, so it's appreciated. Well. I'm glad I can help. I mean, that this happens because I live here, of course, right? Um, I'd love to concentrate on other countries as well. It's just like hard to get that information, which is why I love, you know, if somebody from the Netherlands, for example, <clears throat> is listening and has some input, um, I'd, I'd love to, to do something about that. It's just very hard. Sorry, this is the, um, this is the hay fever influence. My voice is going all to crap. Let me drink the rest of my tea um, to make it through this podcast. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'd love uh, angles from all over the world. Obviously, being in Germany, I get a lot of direct information. It makes it easier. Sometimes I I, I worry that it's too German-centric, um, but, you know, um, I, I see it's, it's great that people appreciate this. Um, Redeemer says to the BMW, I have to say I don't understand why you like that car. I don't know. It's got like that, I don't know. It's like the the 70s Corvette Stingray a little bit. It's like the German version. I don't know. It's like the long hood or whatever it is. I don't Taste, man. No accounting for taste. Uh, Mike continues. Oh, if you like Billy Joe Shaver, so your gem log, check out the episode of Norm MacDonald. Uh, yeah, Norm, uh, the episode of Norm MacDonald has a show that he's on. They're friends. Well, they, they were friends, sadly. Billy Joe is not with us anymore. Uh, died last year. Um, I'm not that big of a country fan beyond Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson, but that episode's great, both the music and the stories. I will check that out. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, I, I love Billy Joe Shaver. He's, he was a great songwriter. I, I do like his voice. I like the Texan accent. And he's like, I like outlaw, outlaw country, right? And he's, I mean, you can't get more outlaw than Billy Joe Shaver. He literally shot a man in the face. <laughs> and got away with it as well uh, but like yeah I mean you know all these punk bands who say they're punk and then they have like all these fancy cars and fucking live it up and have like huge mansions and shit yeah Billy Joe Shaver is fucking outlaw he literally shot a guy in the face because he didn't like him I mean that is that's just it's just living it. <laughs> if you if you like me and you do like country um, there's two mentioning the Gemlog as well I've wrote about these um, there's two um, bands I've recently discovered that I had no idea existed. Uh, the Steel Woods are amazing. Um, they're like, um, people compare them to, um, um, why can't I? They're like a southern, uh, yeah, country rock band. Um, what's the fucking band that did... Um, no, I can't even remember the song. What's wrong with me? Oh God, I hate it when I did when I don't put the things in the show notes. Um, what's their name? Kid Rock covered the song. Um, uh, why can't I? Okay, 
Now I have to um, a southern rock band. Leonard Skinner, yes. So they were number one on Google. So that, that helped me. Leonard Skinner, yeah. They're, they're always uh, compared to Skinner, but I don't I don't think they're actually that similar. Um, Sweet Home Alabama, that's the fucking song. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, Steel Woods are amazing. Um, they have very, very intelligent lyrics, uh, which I like. I, I'm a guy for lyrics, uh, obviously. Um, and then through them, I discovered a guy like even more um who uh i mean this is uh this is just like you know this is this is like real country it's also um outlaw country so if if you like that kind of thing check out cody jinx um seems to be a really cool dude doesn't really i mean he's got a long beard and shit but he doesn't really look like a country guy he's got like tattoos all over the place apparently he was uh he had a metal band which didn't take off and then he was like, fuck it, I'm not going to play the music I listened to as a kid uh, and start playing country. And that guy is amazing. I mean, he's like, I think he, like me, he's a Waylon fan. Um, I, I see a lot of like the songwriting is reminiscent of Waylon uh, Jennings. Um, but uh, he has an amazing voice. Great guy. And seems to be like a really, really nice guy as well. So check out Cody Jinx. Pretty cool. Anyway, um, Mike continues, looking forward to an episode on IPFS. Yeah, I'm going to do that at some point. An episode on alternative phone operating systems might be nice to hear. I think I have to do that as part of the of the grid OTG thing uh, I have going. Uh, if there's enough there to talk about in the present tense, I think there is. And there's always, I mean, it's not. It's not taking off, but, you know, it's still interesting. Uh, the project I'm most excited about is Postmarket OS. I actually had never heard of this. I'm going to have to look this up. German project creator, by the way. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. Great input. Um, this is what I want. Please tell me what you like, what you don't like. And if you have ideas for topics, um, always open. Probably going to. I'm always looking for topics. I mean, doing a show a week. I mean, I have a long list of topics, but still, you can never have enough topics. I might do, you know, I want to do extra shows as well. So, yeah, so uh, that's that's the feedback section. Thanks, everybody, for uh, writing in and being producers and uh, giving me feedback on what I'm doing and giving us interesting things to talk about. And this made the, sh the show proper length, I think. <laughs> I was a bit worried that this was a short episode, but whenever I say that, uh, it it's it's never going to... It's never happening that way. Anyway, let's let's wrap this show up. Yes, so uh, as you will know, if you listen to the show regularly, uh, this show is produced under the value for value model um you you know if you listen to 71 shows here you know what that is but basically the idea is um you know get this for free if you derive any value from it um consider giving something back there are many ways to do so i have a patreon page um where you can sign up and then you're like uh you can subscribe you're basically it's like a monthly subscription um with really low you know it starts at one dollar plus tax whatever that is 
where you are. Um, Superuser says, thank you for tearing into the mighty browser. I'm going to sub financially. What's your preferred method? Well, Patreon, I was going to say this is actually, yeah, this is good. Uh, Patreon is my preferred method because, you know, it's a it's a monthly thing. It's kind of a little bit I can depend on, but, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, you can use PayPal, uh, producers at fab dot industries all these uh, details are in the show notes privatecitizen.press um, and every, every episode has this uh, toss a coin to your podcast I <laughs> stole this from the witcher because I, I like it um, anyway yes yeah, so you, you can do that and I appreciate that but you know um, if you don't want to or if you can't it's totally okay I don't I'm, I'm not repeating this every time to to make people uh, to give you a, 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 a bad feeling or you know make you uh, make you feel bad about it or whatever. This is just because, you know, people come to this every time and this is their first episode and they need to know about this kind of thing. And this is also why I'm keeping it short. Um, uh, not Twitch then. Well, you can do Twitch as well. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mention that. Of course, I'm live streaming this on Twitch, which means you can subscribe to Twitch. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing. If you have Amazon Prime, um, then you can subscribe to one Twitch channel for free. You have to redo it every month, but you're basically giving me uh, five dollars a month and you're not paying anything for it so that's pretty cool well not the whole five dollars twitch takes like what 20 percent um in my case because uh i'm not a partner uh but yeah um it's great that's also amazing um really whatever you want to do um I'm, I'm happy with everything um what i'm not cutting short though is the credits because i like to give people who do this uh the credit they deserve so the people that have kept this afloat through patreon and paypal for this episode are george's steve hose butterbeans jonathan m heavy michael Mal jensen dave shelby kruver vlad i one i one I11G, sorry, that one throws me off every time. Jackie Plage, that's probably why <laughs> they put that in there. Uh, Philipp Klostermann, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Michael Small, IKN, Kai Sears, Fadi Mansour, Bennett Piata, Dirk Didi, Joe Poser, Larry Glock, David Potter, Matt Jelliman, Martin, Mika, Tobias, Mode 7, Dave Amrish, Mr. Amish, Avis, Sandman616, Drive Zero, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Johnson Edwards, Rizal, Captain Naked, D, Cam, No Reply, RJ Tracy, Robert Forster, Rick Bragg, and Eric Lelay. Um, and then, of course, we were just talking about Twitch. Uh, my Twitch subscribers, they support this as well. You, you see some of these names uh, crop up. Multiple times they support the show multiple ways. They also send feedback. It's, it's, it's great. Um, so my Twitch subscribers um, this time are, and they've also they're also keeping the show afloat. Bacon the pork, bacon the pork. <laughs> I love that name, bacon the pork. Brigadier Sir Nils Olaf, Flash Gordo, Mode Seven's unavailable. Mike the Dane, Sandman Six One Six, Acherontas Seven, Redeemer F. Harry Vatana, Centurio Apertus, and Gal Terran. And some of these uh, people stream as well, so check out their channels. Um, I'm also thankful to Bitemark, who are, uh, you know, giving me... They're basically sponsoring the show, um, although not this show specifically, ever since Linux Outlaws. Um, they gave me two servers to host the audio files on, and I'm doing this, um, you know, they could, I'm, I'm, that's where you get the file if you download the podcast, and it's for free. If I had to pay for that, it probably would eat all the 
all the money I'm making surely would um, or you would get like really shitty downloads which I also don't want I want people to get their podcasts if you want them and ByteMark are great um, they're a British cl cloud hosting company at ByteMark.co.uk these servers have performed an amazing job um, probably for about almost 10 years now so I can't really complain it's great yep and with that I'm wrapping it up um I hope I'll be back on Wednesday next week. Uh, no more late shows. I'm not planning on that. Um, if it happens, it happens. I'm sorry, but you know, I'm but I'm not. You know, I'm aiming for Wednesday again. Anyway, um, I'm going to play you out um, with the song. But uh, the intro song uh, was called "Acoustic Roots" by Raul Cabezali, and I want to give him credit. But um, I'm going to play you out now. Um, with a song, uh, this is licensed by Epidemic Sound. Um, it's a song called Straight Up Heartbreak by Will Harrison. And it's a bit of a nice little country ditty because we were talking about country. And um, yeah, things really cool. Um, until then, I'll see you for the next episode. I hope. I hope you got some, learned something today, got some um, enjoyment out of me ranting. And, um, yeah, um, it's, it's sad, but, uh, always remember, Vala Morgulis. And if I don't die, I'll be back with another episode soon. <laughs>